<laughs> and there's going to be smoke? <laughs> I, you are Michael W. Smith. There he is. He really is here. All right. Well, we want to maximize our time. We're going to give you a mic, but I'm going to come around and I want to give you an opportunity to ask questions. Uh, first of all, thank you for doing this. Absolutely. I think I can speak for us all when I say we love your music. We love the legacy of all that you've done in ministry through music. Do I have someone who will ask our first question? Oh, come on. There we are. to you for probably 20 years. Um, I, you were like my over, most overplayed um, like artist um, between you and Amy Grant. But um, I was just, I, you did an album with my like all-time favorite artist, with Martina. And I just wondered um, how, that, how that was. <laughs> I know that's a weird question. No, but it's, it's awesome. It's a warm up. She's uh, she's referring to the Christmas album that I did a couple years ago. So um, uh, uh, she's awesome, and she's an she's an amazing singer. I mean, there's nobody that sings like Martina. So um, the whole thing was actually it's my fourth Christmas album. So it was just a concept that somebody had. You know, this guy who's a he's a big television producer, but he just said, you know, there's a bunch of people in country music that love you. That's what he told me. <laughs> you know, and they like they, like they grew up on your music. What you know, what if we came up with a concept and you invited those people to be a part of your record? And I thought, well, wow, that sounds like a great idea to me, you know. So, but it was not only Martina, it was Carrie Underwood, and it was Bono, and gets, the list goes on, you know. And I sang with a Doobie Brother, which is incredible, you know. So, uh, <laughs> it was probably my biggest, uh, you know, I just thought I was just going to die and go to heaven, you know, so. But and a great, great song with Michael McDonald at the end. But yeah, but it was a great experience. It was awesome. She was awesome to work with. Yeah, great. Back here, all the way in the back. I remember you since 1987 when I saw you at Hill Auditorium at the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor. And I know that place. I have yeah. always been a big fan. I just love your creativity and I love your music. And I was wondering, I haven't heard about family. All I've ever heard is your music. What, how do you balance what you're doing with your, with your uh, family life and with your church life? Great question. <laughs> um, you know what? I've kept family first my whole life. And, um, you know, we were just talking about how we would... <laughs> We'd take a little plane and get up here just so I could go home and drive carpool the next day. <laughs> and um, I was, I've never been gone away from my family more than two weeks, ever. Even if I had to cross the pond and go to Europe, I would come back. And um, I think if you would interview all my kids, I think they would say that they were more important uh, to me than my career. And so, yeah. Because... Uh, I get a lot of people who ask me how do, how do you survive success and how you do it with families because um, I think that's one thing that we have a great need for in our community of artists. Everybody does, but especially people who travel. And um, unfortunately, there's a lot of marriages in trouble because we got bands that are touring 200 days a year. 
And I just don't think you can do that and hold a family together. I just think you've got to, you've got to really um, just make rules from the onset. We, we knew that we would probably better chance of being a casualty than not, and we decided we're not going to be a casualty. So we just made rules, and we stuck by those rules. So, but uh, yeah, and I got 12 grandkids, and <laughs> I'm G Daddy. <laughs> and number 13 on the way. So, yeah. That's great. That's awesome. All right, well, before you got here, you were referred to as a legend, and you are. Um, <laughs> My question is, I mean, you have a fan base that goes from little kids the whole way up to not so little kids. And how do you keep your music relevant to span such generational, you know, you go from one generation to the next. I mean, you're here at Creation and you're playing with Andy Minio and you're playing with Newsboys and, and Crowder. How do you keep your music that everybody loves it. Uh, you know, well, I think first and foremost, I just have to continue to be who I am. Um, sometimes it's tempting to chase the trends. I did that in the past, and I failed miserably. And so I just got to be who I am. I think I still have pop sensibilities, and you know, it's it's so funny because all the I meet all these young kids who love Sky Spills Over, you know. And for some reason, I wrote something that resonated, you know, with, with those kids. I mean, I've, there are a bunch of kids out there who do not listen to me, so that, and, that, and that's okay. All those kids are across the street over there. <laughs> <laughs> They're over there thrashing. I'm not, I'm not a thrasher yet. But so, um, but I, I don't really know how to answer it. I just think, that, you know, I'm Good just trying. No. I don't think so. Here we are. Hi, Michael. Um, so you were a part of the Passion Live. Um, what did you, what was your initial idea of like the concept of it being like modernized and just the timing of it all and like like what was your experience of it? And, like what did you think of it? Yeah, it was one of the greatest experiences of my life. And uh, I didn't come up with the idea. It was it was actually been done in Holland by a guy named Yako, um, who. Um, who made it very very popular in Holland? I don't know if y'all saw that. It's it was Jesus Prime Time, you guys. It was um, a lot of people had checks on it, going, y "You're going to present the gospel, but it's all to pop music, popular music." And so I was intrigued by it. I read the script, and um, I said yes. And um, one day I'll maybe write a book about it because all the God things that happened on the set. A lot of a lot of people on the set were not believers, which I love being around non-believers, and. Uh, Ended up praying with the cast on so many occasions, and just incredible stuff happened, you know. So uh, one thing that I did take away from it, other than it changed my life, um, I remember talking to Yako in New Orleans. We were filming in the, in the French Quarter, one of the movie scenes with Jesus and the disciples, and I played a disciple. So we were just chatting, and he was familiar with my music, and I said, Yako, this is, this is such an incredible idea. Like, what, like? What, what birthed in you this idea? I mean, like, where did, where did you get this from? And he said, you know what, I'm, I'm not really sure, but one thing I do know is that as I felt like it was time to take Jesus back to the streets because I felt like the church captured him. And um, my 
innards, whatever, just stirred and just, it threw me up against the wall. And I actually think about what he said to me almost every day. I've thought about it almost every day since then. I don't think he was being judgmental. I just think he was being truthful. And I think there's some truth to it, you know. And I love what's happening in the church, and the church is on fire, and there's all kinds of great stuff happening, and I love what's happening in the worship movement. But we got to take Jesus back to the streets. I've been a huge fan of yours, but I think my most favorite song was Above All. And I, I'm not sure if you wrote that song, but it just, that song, I just, I, I sobbed when I heard you sing that. But um, I've seen you at Hershey a couple times. Are you coming back to Hershey? If someone will invite me, I would be glad to come back. So. <laughs> that, that just just make just, the invitation. Just I go play ahead. that song all the time. I just wanted you to know that. Well, we'll do it tonight. How about that? So. What is your favorite creation memory? Oh, wow. <laughs> rain, 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 and more rain. The Mud Fest. My greatest, my greatest memory, my greatest memory of creation was in the 80s. I was here with Amy Grant. It had rained that day, but there was a wreck somewhere. Don't know what, but... I don't know exactly what happened with the wreck, but it hit a transformer, and all the power went off. If you're old enough, you might remember that. So we fired up a generator in the back to fire up a piano. That's all we had. And Amy and I led worship as Brown Bannister held a lantern and waved it left and right to keep everybody in time. <laughs> we shall always be with the Lord. That's how we did it, you know. <laughs> and, then, and then after that, we went back to the hotel that we were in, and I ended up um, baptizing one of the guys in my crew. Wow. Back here, Michael. Yes. You know, according to our weather apps, it was supposed to rain, but I think everyone prayed for it not to rain. <laughs> and, you know, this nation really needs a lot of prayer. And if you could pray and sing uh, Friends for Us Tonight so we can be a nation of prayer. Uh, we'd really appreciate that. Nice. I can do that. <laughs> okay. And you're right. We're in trouble. Yeah. So only God can heal us. Yes, amen. My first creation was when you were here and led your Worship One album. Oh, okay. And I just want to share with you what that meant to our group. My husband um, and I brought our youth from our church. And we had some un unchurched youth, a lot who were unchurched. And they didn't know the Lord. Um, but that night when you sang from that worship album, many of us were in tears. The Holy Spirit was so heavy and so thick. And we were watching the sky, too. One of the other leaders and I were looking at the sky, and we knew, we independently, we had the same thought that the sky was going to just split open and Christ was coming that night. It was awesome. I looked behind me, and there was this young man who was very tough, and he was in tears. He was embarrassed by it. He kept wiping the tears away. But he was embarrassed by it. And the next day, um, and we knew what was happening to him, but he had no idea. The presence of the Holy Spirit was so heavy that night that he felt it for the very first time, and so did many of our group. 
um, I just want you to know, and I know you probably hear this all the time, but it, it meant the world to us to, to be able to explain to our youth that what they felt was the presence of the Holy Spirit that night. And um, awesome. it was just, it was tremendous. And I just want to thank you for your ministry. Thank you for your music. And just um, thank you for leading us that night into worship. You kept saying that night, this is not a performance. This is not a concert. We are here to worship Christ. And it's exactly what we did. So thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. You, mu you must get pitched a lot of ideas over the years. And I'm wondering how you discern and who you trust to help you discern which ones to pursue. Well, I have a pretty good creative team that I surround myself with, producers and writers. And, um, and then I just trust my gut, honestly. You know, I think I've... I've gotten pretty good at recognizing if something's good and if it's not. And um, <coughs> oh, and I believe me, I've written my share of bad songs and songs I hope I, I don't have to sing for the rest of my entire life. I won't mention those songs because it could be your favorite song. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. That's all I'll say about that. So um, yeah, just you know, and I'm really trying to raise the bar. I'm I'm kind of on a, an adventure now. Now this will be the longest I've gone without making a record. Of sort of a pop record, Sovereign, other than the hymns record for Cracker Barrel. Uh, Sovereign came out in 14, so this will be the longest I've gone without making a record, but I'm on quite an adventure. Uh, so you'll be probably quite surprised to hear what I'm going to do next, because it's not like anything I've ever done, so that's kind of fun. Okay, unfortunately we have one more question, yes. and then we have to let you go. Okay. Sorry, this isn't a question, this is just an encouragement. My dad walked out when I was three. My sister um, was much older. Um, she was only five years older. And um, it was a really hard time, but we grew up listening to your music. My mom only infused us with Stephen Kirsch Chapman and Michael W. Smith. We had no other choice. <laughs> um, but um, as we started to get to know your music and read your lyrics, you became our dad. And I just wanted to let you know that we looked at your family, and you were the first example of what a Christian father would be like. And... Um, I've led a lot of my life based on the example that you do with your family. We knew that you only stayed on the road for two weeks. We knew that you put your family first. And we knew that one day God would give us a man like that, and he did give me a man like that. Um, but I just want to say thank you for being my dad. I know you need to go, Michael. Uh, before we let you go, yes. we're going to enjoy you tonight. Uh, will you pray? Yes, I will. We, we want you to anoint us to go out and be messengers of hope. But if you'd pray for us, we'd be blessed. Yes. Well, I'll get, I can use your mic. First of all, let me just say this. I bless you guys with all the promises of God because they're all true. So, and I bless you with an abundance of favor. I guess I'm meshing this into a prayer. Be strong, courageous. The best days are ahead. Turn off the news. <laughs> There's a lot of great things happening in the world. God's on the move. We know the end of the story. Don't forget it. That's my bits of counsel to you. 
Keep your head up. Don't be judgmental. If you don't have anything good to say, don't say it at all. Love people into the kingdom. As St. Francis says, preach the gospel always. If necessary, use words. Just reflect who he is because he's good. He's good. We all deserve death, but we got life. So, Lord, we, I, we thank you, God, for this time together. We thank you, Lord, that you're sovereign. Even what the enemy means for evil, you turn it for the good. But you're sovereign. You're good. You're good. I keep thinking about the song. It's who I am. It's who I am. You're a good, good father. It's who I am. It's who I am. And I'm loved by you. Don't forget it. It's who we are. Or it's who I am. But I messed it up, didn't I? <laughs> I was going to sing that tonight. I think I need to practice. But don't forget who you are. Don't forget who you are. Don't forget who you are. And Lord, I just pray, God, you would draw us near to you. I pray even tonight, Lord, something significant would shift in the heavens. People's lives will be changed. We would get a better glimpse of who you really, really are. Because you are good. You are good. We thank you, Lord, for this time. And uh, I can't wait for tonight. Because I do believe the heavens will shift. In Jesus' name, and everybody said. Amen. God bless you guys.